Hi, my name is Mariah Connors. I am the host of Saving Our Women, Inc. Doing Life with God podcast. This podcast has been created and recorded for women by a woman to cultivate women's relationships in God. As life requires different parts of us to show up, the only way that we can properly show up in each circumstance of our life is doing life with God. So I hope that you enjoy this new episode and make sure to share and like us or follow us on Instagram at Saving Our Women Inc. Make sure to write a review. Thanks for tuning in. Hey guys, it's Mariah here, and I am back with another episode with Doing Life with God podcast. Okay, I just wanted to get straight into it because I have some things to say, and we're also going to read a lot. I mean, if you read along, if you read with me, you're going to read a lot as well. If not, I'm going to read a lot. <laughs> so I'm going to be reading John 11. I'm starting at verse 1. Just try to, you know. Keep your mind focused and stayed on God so you can actually listen and take heed. And we can learn together, okay? So, I just feel like I couldn't read. Like, first of all, I just want to say God has been, like, so amazing. He has been amazing. He is just so good. Like, only only if you know, if you know, you know. It's like one of those things. Like, if you have experience, if you had those encounters and you know God is good, like only God can do it and nobody else. You only seen what was impossible for man and you seen it was possible for God to do it and he did do it. Only you know he's so good and I just can't take one verse and just read it on his behalf. I just need to read whatever he tell me to read and that's just like it's the whole chapter it's the whole chapter I just feel like all of it ties together I just sometimes I do hate I wouldn't say oh that's strong I wouldn't say hate I just don't like to get so caught up in the bible verse um I would say in a in a whole chapter because it's a lot when you listen to a podcast you know it's different if you was like in bible study but it just depends on the episode we have it may sound like bible study in a way but I don't know. But anyway, let me get to reading before I start rambling. So I'm going to read verse one. It says, now a man named Lazarus was sick. He was from Bethany, the village of Mary and her sister Martha. This Mary, whose brother Lazarus now lay sick, was the same one who poured perfume on the Lord and wiped his feet with her hair. So the sisters sent word to Jesus, Lord, the one you love is sick. When he heard this, Jesus said, this sickness will not end in death. No, it is for God's glory so that God's son may be glorified through it. Now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. So when he heard that Lazarus was sick, he stayed where he was two more days. Then he said to his disciples, let us go back to Judea. But Rabbi, which is teacher, they said, a short while ago, the Jews there tried to stone you and you yet and and yet you are going back. Jesus answered, are, are there not 12 hours of daylight? Anyone who walks in daytime will not stumble for they see by the world's light. It is when a person walks at night that they stumble for they have no light. 
so first I just want to pause right there because I wanted to go back where it says they were telling him that he was sick and Jesus stayed two more days. And I think that part alone, and I think that was verse four, but that part of verse four and five, yeah, that part alone is wild because just what I experienced over the past week with my dog being sick, having a seizure, like with my family, having somebody sick in my family basically died and came back to life. Like literally, I have never experienced nothing like that ever. And I just, man, it's it's crazy. But I, I never experienced anything like that. And for me to experience that and to have that encounter, even though I wasn't even close up, but just have that encounter just by word of mouth and to just hear the story, I think that it's it's just amazing. Like it's amazing how God works because we always want God to work on his timing. You know, we want, I mean, on our timing, sorry. And we always want him to do things when we want him to do it. And I think that alone right there is enough because how we cry out to God every day, Lord, if you could just do this, if you could just do this right now, Lord, do it right now, fix it right now, fix it right now, God. But God, like, yeah, okay. I'm going to wait a little longer. Like, he literally stayed there for two more days wherever he was, right? They found him and said, Jesus, the one you love is sick. Jesus love the one you love God is sick. Do something about it. What you going to do about it? And that part right there, how Jesus stayed firm in the foundation, staying, stay firm in God's word and stay firm because Jesus was the word. There was no Bible um, at that time. Jesus was the, the living word. He was the walking word and he stayed firm in who he was and who God created him to be and didn't move off of emotion. He didn't move. He didn't make decisions off of feelings, off of what he saw, off of what he heard. He just stayed firm and he stayed focused on the mission and what he was already doing. But he knew that he already confirmed. He said, this sickness won't end in death. Like death won't have the final say. Um, and I just think that that's just enough in itself. Cause I was just asking God, like, how would you want me to talk about you? Like, you know, like I don't, I want to say I don't want to do it. I think this is every reason for me to do it from what I experienced over this past week. But I'm like, God, what should I say? He was, he said, let my people know to keep moving. Even when death feels like it's showing up, even when death looks like it's showing up, even when death look like, looks like it's winning keep moving because you don't know how I'm going to show up. You don't know when I'm going to do it and how I'm going to turn that thing around that fast or not even that fast. It may take a few days. It may take longer, but you just don't ever know how I'm going to flip that thing around and never believe what you see or what you hear because it it's not always what it seems to be. And so I don't want to get too much into it, but that was just enough in itself right there. I can just in the podcast right there because that's just a word. You know, like never just give up, never stop moving, never stop hoping, never stop expecting God for, for God to move, even when it looked like it's death already, you know? So I'm going to keep reading. Okay, so it says, after he had, no, after he had said this, he went on to tell them, our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep, but I am going there to wake him up. His disciples replied, Lord, if he sleep, he will get better. Jesus had been Jesus had been speaking of his death, but his disciples thought he meant natural sleep. So then he told them plainly, 
Lazarus is dead, and for your sake, I am glad. For your sake, I am glad. I was not there so that you may believe, but let us go to him. But this is wild, though. Just imagine somebody that you love is dead or, or is sick, you know, they can't take care of themselves. Jesus like, good. And you're like, what do you mean good? What do you mean glad? What are you, what are you talking about? This is not good and this is not glad. What are you saying to me? But God is saying, like, this is not even just about Lazarus. We think this verse is about Lazarus. But this is about every dead thing. This this verse, this chapter is really talking about faith. It's talking about dead faith. That's exactly what it's talking about. Even though that God raised flesh from the dead, right? Jesus raised flesh from the dead, but that's not the only thing he, he raised from the dead. Jesus, he raised hope in this situation. He raised faith in this situation. Because remember, they they all, well, I don't want to get ahead, but if we get to that point in this chapter, in this verse, they all was like, this man stink, he dead, and he not getting back up. I don't know what you think you resurrecting or bringing alive, but it's it's over. It's the end. But in the beginning, before it even got to that point, they couldn't, how can I say this? They couldn't eat or fill up off the word, but God had already clarified what it was. Jesus clarified what it was from the beginning. When he when they told him this man was sick, Jesus already said, This sickness will not end in death. I don't know, some and this is a word for somebody. Maybe it's for me, maybe it's for somebody. Don't forget the promises of God in the beginning when you started it. Don't forget not only the promises, the visions, and, and the prophecies that God gave you in the beginning of it, because that's exactly what we can do. Sometimes we can be in something for so long, what it seems like something is happening for so long, and we forget the promises of God, and we forget the vision and the prophecies that God has sent us, and we think that the thing, we start, we start to believe that the thing is already dead, and we start to lack the hope because we feel like it's over, but Sometimes you have to sit back in quiet places and allow God to speak to you and, and remind you and reassure you. And, and you have to write these things down and reread them and, and just seek God. Bro, don't forget the promises of God is yes and amen. Don't forget the vision. Don't forget what God is saying. Because Lazarus sisters, they forgot in this chapter. They said, man, it took you this long to get here. He already dead. He not coming back. But if they could have remembered and held on to the word of God, held on to what Jesus said, his prophecy said, this sickness will not end in death. You're not like what I talked about last week. You're not going to die here. Wherever you think that you are right now, you're not going to stay there. You can't lay here. You got to get up. You got to get up. You got to start speaking to every dead thing in your body, every dead thing in your mind, every worry, every uh, fear. Speak to it. You, I'm not going to stay here. I can't die here. I got to get up from here. Oh, okay. Let me. Okay. I was about to go live. Okay. Um, okay. So then <laughs> this is verse 16. It says, then Thomas, also known as D Didymus, I hope I'm saying his name right. 
uh, which is actually, it means twin in Greek. Okay, it says, it said to the rest of the disciples, let us also go that we may die with him. Okay, so this is verse 17. So this also talks about Jesus comforting the sisters of Lazarus. So it says, on his arrival, Jesus found that Lazarus had already been in the tomb for four days. He was in the tomb and he was wrapped up. They had already had a funeral for this man. What are you talking about? What are you saying? Okay, I'm about to get crazy. Okay. So it says, now, now Bethany was less than two miles from Jerusalem. And many Jews had come to Martha and Mary to come. To comfort them in the in the loss of their brother. So you telling me they had a funeral and a repast. Quit playing. Quit playing with Jesus. Stop playing on God top like that. What are you saying? Okay, I forgot. <laughs> Everybody probably don't know what that means. All right, all right. We're the back from Ryan. Um, okay. Let's act professional. So <laughs> this is this goes to show just for hope, bro. Just for hope. They had a funeral and they had a repast. This is this is I'm saying it in modern terms because when someone start when someone comes up to you and you have people coming up to you comforting you and I'm quite sure they had a feast. I'm just adding that on. But you have already like people have already consulted you like this thing is already over. This thing is already dead and and I'm not just talking about like a physical body i'm just talking about just whatever's in you in your heart that is already dead that you already stumped on that you already said it was over that you already gave up on like you already had a funeral for it you already threw the stuff away threw the paintbrushes away you already threw the the lyrics away you already threw these things away and you already mourned it right now you got people coming coming up to you what you what you used to do I remember you used to do this. You remember you used to do, to do that. They already mourned that you had a funeral for it. It's over. But one day, all it takes is one day. All it takes is one second for God to just remind you of what he promised you when you first started the thing for it to come back alive again. So it says, and many Jews had many Jews had to had come to Martha and Mary to comfort them in the loss of their brother. When Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went out to meet him, but Mary stayed at home. It says here, verse 21, it says, Lord, Martha said to Jesus, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. Lord, Lord, where were, where were you? My St. Louis coming out. Where were, where were you, Lord? Where were you, Lord, when things weren't going the way that I thought it should be? Where were you, Lord, when the deals fell through and the contracts didn't go through? Lord, where were you? When my dog was having a seizure, Lord, where were where, where were you at? Baby, because I thought it was over. I didn't know. Sometimes sometimes you're in a position where you never know what to think. You just kind of just take it second by second. Day by day, hour by hour, like you don't even know what to think at this moment. Is it over or is it not over? Like, Lord, where were you when my bank account was negative, had no coin, no money? Lord, where were you on this dead thing? Lord, where were you? Like, where were you when my family died? Like, where were you? Like, where? Where? Well, come on, let's, let's 
Come on, I'll count God out now. Let's see what Jesus is talking about. Okay. So it says here, where we at, where we at? So I'm going to say it again. So it says, Lord, Mar so, so it says, Lord, Martha said to Jesus, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. And then verse 22 says, but I know that even now God will give you whatever you ask. Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. Martha answered, I know he will rise again in the resurrection at the last day. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection. Ain't no other resurrection. What are you talking about, girl? I am. This is me. I'm going to say it again. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live. Whoever believes in me will live. They shall live. Even though they die. And whoever lives by believing in me will never die. Eternal life. Okay. Do you believe this? He asked Martha, do you believe? And then she says, yes, Lord, she replied, I believe that you are the Messiah, the son of God who is to come into the world. After she had said this, she went back and called her sister Mary aside. The teacher is here, she said, and is asking for you. When Mary heard this, she got up quickly and went to him. Now Jesus had not yet entered the village, but was still at the place where, where Martha had met him. When the Jews who had been with Martha, with Mary in the house, comforting her, noticed how quickly she got up and went out, they followed her, supposing she was going to the tomb to mourn there. Ha, ha, there's some people around. <laughs> I ain't even going to do that, but I just feel it in my spirit. No, literally, like, it's some people around you, bro, that is so close so close to you and they mourning that thing with you when it ain't even dead they they mourn they comforting you in the morning in the dead thing oh yeah yeah do this do this yeah that's over that's over like hmm okay anyway keep going so it says when mary reached the place where jesus was and saw him she fell at his feet and said lord if you have been here my brother would not have died when Jesus saw her weeping and the Jews who had come along with her also weeping, he was deeply moved in spirit and troubled. Where have you laid him? He asked. Whoo, that's so cold. That's so cold. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to uh, pause right there because I'm going to tell you why it's so cold. The people that's mourning with you, the people that's hoping that the thing is already dead, the people that's basking in your grief basking in your mess right oh oh but she what she she a mess she ain't got this she got she going man after man she doing this doing this the people that's basking with you in your troubles and your trial time those are the very ones that gotta watch you come up for air those are the very ones that gotta watch you win god is gonna make sure that they see you win and you don't even see like when you in mess and when you in a dead thing you really can't even see your way out of it not only see your way out of it you don't even know who who you don't even know who is who around you you just taking day by day and whoever is the cheerleader of your mess right whoever is comforting you in your mess and your dead thing you can't even see who they are hmm. but god says that's okay 
Okay, so it says, come and see, Lord, they replied. Jesus wept. Then the Jews said, see how he loved him? But some of them said, could not he who opened the eyes of the blind man have kept this man from dying? You telling me you got people walking that was lame? You telling me you have people, that you blessed people to see when they was blind? You tell me you can bring this man back to life? What was you doing? Okay. So chapter 30, I mean, verse 38 says, Jesus once more, Jesus once more deeply moved, came to the tomb. It was a cave with a stone laid across the entrance. The entrance. Take away the stone, he said. Take away the stone. But Lord, said Martha, the sister of the dead man, by this time there is a bad odor, for he has been there for four days. He stink. Then Jesus said, Did not did I not tell you that if you believe, you will see the glory of God? Only if you believe, all you gotta do is believe. That's why I said before a couple weeks ago, God is not a complex God. Only we are as humans. Our flesh is so comp it's so complex because it's so conflicted. It's so conflicted of the, of being in this world. It's so conflicted because you have your spirit man fighting for what for what Jesus for what God has for you and what, and what He knows. The spirit man already knows, but then you have your soul and your flesh at war. So it's like we so complex. God is not complex because God all all He asked for them to do was to believe. And when you believe, that come with action, that come with work. And so if God is asking you to do something, but you don't see the benefit that could come out of that thing, all you got to do is believe when you believe when you just do it. You can only see like the harvest, the fruit from that one thing, that little one little bitty thing that you did. And you're like, all of this came from this little thing? Because you believe, you believe that God could do it. Then it came out of that one little bitty thing, that one little bitty request he asked you to do. Hmm. Okay, so where are we at? So it says, take away the stone. And then it says here, okay, it says, did I, did I not tell you that if you believe, you will see the glory of God? So they took away the stone. Then Jesus looked up and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. I knew that you always hear me, but I said this for the benefit of the people standing here, that they may believe that you sent me. When he had said this, Jesus called in a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. The dead man came out, his hands and feet wrapped with strips of linen and cloth and a cloth around his face. Jesus said to them, take off the grave clothes and let him go. That's cold right there. That's cold. That is cold. I gotta read that again because I just can't like all he God, I mean Jesus said first of all, before he even said Lazarus come out, the the confidence that Jesus had in his ability to bring forth a man that was dead, his confidence in his father that gave him that gave him the ability says it all. And there's a lot is a lot of times we go into something with fake faith. I call it fake faith. 
because it's like it's a part of you that's this a lot of, a lot of you that's just doubting and knowing that you feel like that you just can't do it but you just do it anyway and i call it fake faith because like have you ever i'm oh this is a perfect example i was watching a tiktok video and a girl she goes to this golf course she have never played golf in her life right she just wanted to you know go, go on her and talk her stuff or whatever just just something for entertainment right so she walks up to these guys or whatever and she say uh just talking stuff like she did she like she'd been doing this for years so she take she was like yeah what's up like you basically like you know like y'all some punks you know y'all ain't really that tough and they just looking at her like where does this girl come from so she takes the club and she just knocks the ball when i say out of the out of the park like she knocks it and it was so perfect it was crazy and the guy like one of the guys were like oh my god like that was so that was perfect like that was a perfect kick they was like you play golf she was like she was like, I, I never played golf before. I don't even know how that happened. But the confidence, it's, it's the confidence in ourselves. Like, we believe in God, but you also, to a point, you have to trust yourself that whatever God put in you, that I can do this thing. I can apply it and I can overcome it and I can get it done. Like, yes, you have to have faith in God. And yes, yes, you have to believe. You have to put all your trust in God. You do, and God gives you the ability, but you also have to believe physically on earth that God placed me here to do A, B, C, and D. And I have everything that I need in me because God has placed it in me. But Jesus also had this faith in himself. He believed in God, but he believed in himself that he could do it because the Father placed the ability in him. Some some things require just the mustard seed of faith, but you just need you not only need a mustard seed of faith, but you just need faith and confidence in yourself that I can do this, but I am this and I am that. And God has called me to this thing. And then all of a sudden you wake up and it's done. And it's like, what? I ain't never did this before. I don't even know how I did that. God ain't even ask you all that. Sometimes you ain't even got to say all that. Sometimes we just be talking too much. And it's just instead of saying, thank you. Or just instead of saying, yeah, God did this. God placed this in me. And that's some that's all that that's all that it takes sometimes is having the faith in your faith and having the confidence in yourself that God gave you whatever you need, with everything you need for any situation, any circumstance that come up, that you can go towards his just just go sit and just speak and prophesy to every dead thing come to life. I mean, I, I definitely agree, like, having prayer warriors and calling your grandma, whoever. But sometimes you just got to know how to speak to that thing. I got the confidence because God gave me this ability to speak to every dead thing, to every everything that's not what it's supposed to be. I can speak to it and it'll come to life. I can speak to it. Some people call it manifest, but if it ain't in God's will, you can't manifest it. But that's just another story. But the fact that he said, come forth. Whatever, whatever the dead things are in your home, that are in your finances, that are in your relationships, sometimes you got to speak to that thing and say, come forth. But all the times, it's not the thing that you're speaking to, it's you that you're speaking to a lot of times because the thing can come forth. But are you in a position for it to even come forth? But that's a whole nother podcast right there. I don't want to get so deep in that because it's just so cold in itself, but a lot of times we think that we're speaking to the thing, but we're speaking to us to be ready for when it comes forth. 
to be prepared for when it comes forth, to have the characteristics, to have the mindset, to have all of that when it comes forth. If God did a thing and he brought you out of thing, why are you still moving afraid? Why are you still moving wary? God just want to say thank you for covering my family. Thank you for bringing my family back to life. Thank you for bringing my dog back to life. You know, like, just thank you, Lord. Not I trust you. Like, Lord, I'm, listen, like, bro, God is that good. Whatever's dead, whatever's not moving the way it's supposed to move, speak to that thing. Speak to yourself. Like, that's just, it's just good all by itself. Like, that world was just good all by itself. Like, bro, like, I, I just can't, I don't know. <laughs> You're going to be hearing a lot of bros on this episode. Because, like, I mean, I'm just so in awe, like, of what God has done. I just let you know, like, everything with man is impossible. With God, is possible. The impossible is possible. Man, God is so good, y'all. I'm going to leave right here. I'm gone. But make sure that you like and share the podcast. Comment, write a review. You know, we love word of mouth. We love, I love when people reach out to me and like, I needed this, I needed this. Like, if you needed this and if this spoke to your soul, this spoke to your spiritual man, let me know, please. All right, bye, y'all.